0: Previously on garden plots with Skeletor. Skeletor finally managed to achieve his lifelong goal of attaining the power of Grayskull, only to find that with great power of Grayskull comes great responsibility of Grayskull, as he was now compelled to switch alignments and serve the forces of good. Meanwhile, Hordak, who had recently been fired from Horde Industry by his withholding Father Horde Prime, had been staying in Snake Mountain's guest room while he tried to get back on his feet. Meanwhile, meanwhile... What are you doing in my recording studio? We were about to record Garden Plots. You're getting my headphones all soggy. Check the recording schedule. Wiley changed it last week. I'm recording the intro for my Garden Plots recap show, Garden Plot Points. I wanted to get all the pre-production out of the way before this week's guest arrives.
1: pre prod You
0: soggy-brained...
1: employee... Since when do you have a podcast?
0: The power of grayscale lets you call me
1: soggy-brained? It's a value-neutral statement. All brains are damp. It does nothing to impede their efficiency. Now answer the question.
0: Well, since you ask, I started this podcast a few months ago, and it's slowly gaining a fan base. Oh. Oh, I see.
1: You host a podcast just like you are king of an... Undersea Kingdom.
0: Well, I prefer the term despotic emperor, but essentially, yes, those are both true statements. Although, I'm not sure why you're doing that thing where you hold up two fingers on each hand and scrunch them up when you're saying things. Is your arthritis acting up? Arth-
1: I'll have you know that I am young and vibrant. And if Riley hadn't forbidden me from doing so on pain of doing my own editing, I would use hip modern slang to prove it. I was merely doing air quotes to convey that I am good-naturedly playing along with your inane delusions.
0: I don't think good-natured means what you think it means. So, what's this little podcast of yours about, anyway? It's called Garden Plot Points, and it's basically a recap and analysis show where me and a guest talk about what happened on the most recent episode of Garden Plots with Skeletor and share our theories about what it means and what's going to happen next.
1: Aha. So even in your imagination, you're riding on the coattails of my genius. (sighs) Typical. And uh, just what sorts of guests have you managed to rope into placating your fantasies?
2: Knock, knock. Uh, Riley said that you'd be in here. Uh, Oh, Skeletor. It's been a while. Duncan, what a pleasant surprise to have you here in Snake Mountain. Thank you. I'm just honored to be invited as a guest for Garden Plot Points. Uh,
0: Skeletor and I were just discussing the schedule for the recording studio, but I think we've got that cleared up now. And I'm sure you have important things that need your attention. Don't, don't you, Skeletor?
1: I do? I do! Oh, uh, yes, uh, many of them. Uh, Riley and I were planning to record, but I'm sure we can, uh... Go through the spice cabinet and, uh, see what's expired? I've never the wrong time of year to be safeguarding against dusty caraway seeds,
2: as I always say. Maybe I'll see you after I'm done recording. I don't know how long we'll be. Huh.
1: Well, uh, just see that you actually do hit
0: record, Merman. I don't want you wasting Duncan's valuable time. Um, yes, I will be hitting record. That's how podcasting works.
1: And editing it. And releasing it on a real feed.
2: I wouldn't want you to feel beholden. If I make a hash of the episode, you're free not to use it, of course.
1: You're going to be magnificent. Isn't that right, Merman? Mm, Sure.
2: And if not, that's what
0: editing's for.
1: And you will be editing this because you are putting it out as
0: a real podcast. Do we understand each other, Merman? Oh, don't worry. It will be released. My fans would riot if I didn't. I've already teased this episode on social media.
1: Hmm. Well, then I'll suppose I'll just leave you two to... record. If you need me, I'll be in the kitchen.
2: Is he doing okay? He seemed a little scattered. Did he? I think I've just gotten used to it. By the way, that's your
0: chair, and you have the headphones with the cat ears. Normally, Aqua Kitty uses those, but she had an important nap schedule during the recording time, so I'm acting as my own producer today.
2: Of course. I'll just get settled in. Uh, I'm ready to start whenever you are. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. All right. And
0: today, we're honored and delighted to be joined by Duncan, formerly known as Man-at-Arms. Hello, and welcome to Garden Plot Points, Duncan. I'm,
2: uh, glad to be invited.
0: Now, your first appearance on Garden Plots was in Season 1, Episode 22, The Birds and the Giant Anthropomorphic Bee. Uh, yes, that sounds right. It is. Now, was that your first time talking with Skeletor?
2: Oh, no. We had known each other for years at that point. But, up until that point, most of our conversations had been during workplace encounters. You know, things like, You'll never get away with this, you fiend! Or, You'll pay for turning King Randor into a giant bird and selling him to the circus, you fiend! Things like that. Okay, but your appearance on Season 1, Episode 22 was your first non-adversarial encounter. Well, I wasn't really keeping track at that time, but I suppose it might have been. And at the time, Skeletor had conquered Eternia and was king of the planet. Was it difficult for you to take orders from a hated enemy? I don't know about hated. At that time, I think most of the palace thought of Skeletor and his plots and schemes as a sort of inevitability, like a weather event. You couldn't really hate Skeletor any more than you could hate a winter storm. You just knew it was coming and tried to make sure you were prepared for it. In some ways, his schemes made for a fun change of pace, like a snow day. Hmm, I see. And did you ever think that one day you might
0: find yourself- Have you seen the stepladder? Skeletor, we are in the middle of a recording.
1: I know, but Beastman is stuck in the tree again.
0: Oh, jeez. Again?
1: Yes. He was watching daytime television and got convinced that someone was going to fill his ears with pastry cream. What?
0: Yeah. He's scared of the TV judge lady and thinks she's going to give him custardy hearing. Although the fact that he thinks that's what she said is a sign that his hearing may already be a little bit custardy.
2: Yeah. Yes. Well, I suppose Judge Trudy can be a bit intimidating. Ram Man used to get riled up by her as well. I switched him over to watching The Corridor Way Channel.
1: The Corridorway Way Channel? Don't they only do festive, seasonal, holiday-themed programming? I seem to recall Clothal making us watch one of their films where a big city merchant from Eternos traveled to a rustic village where they met a turnip farmer who, showed them the true spirit of holiday. Which, it turned out, had something to do with baking. Or, uh, sweaters? I forget which. Uh, Mostly, I was just incensed that the alleged farmer seemed so disinterested in actually harvesting. The time to attend the cookie contest, or the holiday knitting festival, is after your crops have been reaped, Trafton.
2: Ah, yes. The holiday turnip lawyer. I can see how the lack of farming content might have been upsetting to you. Although in Trafton's defense, the proceeds from the knitting festival's sweater sales did benefit the orphanage.
1: Well, a fallow turnip field benefits no one! Uh, Unless it's been purposely left fallow to allow the soil's nutrients to replenish and break the crop pest and disease cycle. But I doubt Trafton knew
2: that. A fair point. But in answer to your previous question, the corridorway Way channel doesn't disappear at the conclusion of winter. They just switch to Blander Fair.
1: More bland than the holiday turnip lawyer?
2: As difficult as it is to believe, yes. Ram Man has been watching a program called The Nice Enchantress, which, as near as I can tell, is about an attractive middle-aged woman who enjoys drinking tea. Perhaps Beastman could watch that.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I assume this enchantress must brew potions and perform spells of some sort? Magical incantations can get Beastman a little keyed up. If he so much as glances at a brazier after 7pm, he's up all night!
2: No, the closest thing to magic this enchantress does is recite cryptically banal platitudes while giving a knowing glance. Platitudes? Yes. That and baking things with cardamom.
1: Ah, cardamom. The Thinking Man Cinnamon. Well, I can't say I see the appeal of this program, but I suppose I could have Beastman give it a try. Anything would be better than court TV. Last week he found an old croquet set out in the shed and tried to bury it because he was worried that a giant Judge Trudy would think he had stolen her spare set of gavels.
2: I can certainly see where a Judge Trudy of that size might be a distressing concept, especially. Yes, well,
0: I'm pretty sure the latter is down in the auditorium, Skeletor. What's it doing there? I don't know. I think Triclops was using it to practice his mechanic impression for the talent show. We're having a talent show? No, but you know Triclops. He likes to be prepared. Now, unless there's anything else, we are in the middle of recording, so... Merman,
1: you just kind of trailed off in the middle of that sentence and then started staring at me. Did you get distracted by my magnificence and forget you were talking? Because, as understandable as that is, that's kind of a rookie podcast mistake.
0: (sighs) Yes, that's exactly what happened, Skeletor. I'm pretty sure what I was going to say, before I got distracted by your magnificence, was... We are in the middle of recording, so maybe you should go get that ladder.
1: All right, all right, I'll go get the ladder.
0: Sheesh, I can take a hint. There is very little empirical evidence of that. Now, where were we? Ah, yes. Uh, Duncan, what's something about Skeletor that people might not expect?
2: Hmm, he's a very good singer. Maybe people would expect that. I'm not sure. Oh, you know what? He's thoughtful. Is he? Eh, Maybe I should rephrase. He has a thoughtful side. Mm, Does he? Two summers ago, I had a terrible cold. I could hardly move from my bed without a sneezing fit. But it was also the height of weeding season, and I had planted quite a few vegetables I was excited about. I thought of asking Tila to handle it, but she's not always the best when it comes to more delicate chores. I asked Skeletor, just for advice, just to see how long I could safely leave my garden unweeded before there were serious consequences. He sent an eye-rolling emoji, and I thought perhaps that was the end of it. But when I was able to get up from my bed a few days later and check on my garden... There wasn't a weed in sight. My plants were the picture of health. They'd been freshly watered that morning, and there was a new collinear hoe in my tool shed. He insists that he had nothing to do with that, but I'm fairly certain. Skeletor, I thought you were getting
1: the ladder. I was about to, but Beastman climbed down on his own. I set him up watching an episode of that nice Enchantress show on Trapjaw's iPad. It seemed to calm him right down.
0: Great. Well, if there's nothing else...
1: Oh, don't mind me. I just needed to find something in here.
2: Oh, do you want help looking for it?
1: Oh, no, no. I'll, uh, know it when I see it. Uh, You're free to just keep recording.
0: Fine. Uh, Duncan, I was wondering, could you tell our listeners a little bit about your relationship with Skeletor? Just so we can understand your insight into him, and therefore into garden plots with Skeletor.
2: Well, uh, I suppose I would say that our relationship is... You know, I'm not quite sure I know how I would describe our relationship, now that you ask.
1: Oh, but surely you have some thoughts about it.
2: Well, that is true, but it's, well... It's not. It's... Yes? Have you found what you're looking for yet,
1: Skeletor? I'm finding exactly what I'm looking for.
0: You were looking
2: for that half-eaten bag of yogurt pretzels? Yes, sure. Shut up. Let Duncan talk. I suppose the best way to describe my relationship with Skeletor, our relationship with one another, is that it's complicated. Oh, so it's like you're dating, but it's messy. Now, now, I don't want to mislead your audience. It's nothing as intimate as that. Oh,
1: no, 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 obviously not. <laughs> that, that would be ridiculous. Although, would that be so
0: ridiculous? Skeletor, please
2: don't ask questions of the guest. I'm, I'm trying to build a rapport. I, I don't really know. I've never considered that it might be a possibility. Well... I think we can certainly say that your relationship with Skeletor does give you some unique insight into how he thinks. I wouldn't like to presume that I have any special insight. Um, He does have
1: special insight. He always has.
3: Oh. Riley! At least let me see if it tastes expired! There are literal cobwebs.
1: I should go. But I'll be seeing you? Uh,
2: yes. I look forward to it.
0: But why can't I eat the expired star, Anise?
3: I already told you, they just look like stars. They don't give you star-based superpowers.
0: You don't know that! The nice enchantress's knowing glance implied that spices are magic. Well, Well, we have you here, Duncan. How would you like to tackle a few fan questions? We've gotten some especially for you.
2: Uh, What? Oh, yes, I'd I'd be happy to. Okay. At Cheese Gifts. Gifts? Asks. Is everything
0: okay with Prince Adam? I ran into him at the bowling alley, and he was wearing a lot more wings and black nail polish than he usually does. Uh,
2: things are... Evolving with Prince Adam, we're going through some alignment challenges at the palace right now, and the royal family is really looking to be as supportive as possible while Adam explores his identity. Although, if the proprietor of Tenpenny Opera is listening, I cannot apologize enough for his refusal to wear proper bowling shoes. We at the palace are big fans of footwear safety. And have made it clear to Adam that if he wants to bowl, he has to wear proper bowling attire. Yes, I, I
0: heard about that. Did he really jostle one of the claw machines when he didn't win the
2: stuffed walrus? He's not allowed near the claw machines right now either. We don't need another arcade incident like we had at Eight Bits and Bob's. Interesting.
0: Well, at Tell Jeeves, Wants to know what the plan is for all the many He-Buddies now that He-Man seems to be going through something and Skeletor has the power
2: of Grayskull. Uh, well, we were sort of hoping that maybe we'd talk to Skeletor about that. Uh, talk to me about what? Were you listening outside? Pfft!
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Just... Ha! <laughs> no? I wasn't eavesdropping. I was just checking the eaves for a rot.
2: you never checked them before.
1: Well, there's a first time for everything.
2: Actually, I did want to talk to you about whether or not you'd want to do something now that there have been some alignment changes. I know we've been having some difficult times at the palace.
1: Ah, uh, Ram Man no good at
2: evil doing? He's actually the only one that's keeping up. Everyone else is struggling with the changes. I know you're very busy, and I don't want to put any additional pressure on you, but I thought if you and He-Man could set up booths at the career fair, then everyone would be able to make the choice that's right for them. It's not for a while yet. I...
0: I I'm sure that would be... not horrible. Really? Last time we discussed doing the career fair for recruitment, you said, and I quote, evil alignment is a calling, not a career. I don't want a bunch of posers who wear black nail polish and too many wings thinking that their subpar aesthetic makes them evil. They'll leave white powder makeup all over my equipment. Yes, well, I was hangry.
2: It means a great deal. Thank you, Skeletor. No.
0: Thank you, Duncan. You've been a wonderful guest for Garden Plot Points.
2: Before you go, is there anything you'd like to plug while you're here? I'll just be going now. The botanical gardens are just coming into full bloom now, so please do come visit them. It's a lovely place for a picnic.
1: Merman,
0: why are you blocking the door with your foot? Well, that was a terrific recommendation to close out. A terrific episode. No! You know about my moralitis? Let me out at once. Uh, what's that, Skeletor? These headphones really do insulate from excess noise. (sighs) Yes, as I was saying, I think that wraps it up for us this time on Garden Plot Points. A show that is coming to an end right now, without ever having presented a clear moral to any impressionable young listeners. So, come back (sighs) next time when... Is he all right? Oh, he's just fine. Watch.
1: Ho, ho! We've had some fun today with our friend Merman, and we've learned a lot about my complicated relationship with Duncan. But here's something that's not
0: complicated. Fire safety! Fire safety? But Whiplash always told me that fire safety was just a scam whipped up by sign painters so they could sell more No Whiplashes Allowed posters. That's a dangerous half-truth.
1: What your friend Whiplash didn't mention was that those poster sales are an important part of our economy. The revenue they generate helps pay for the schools we learn in, the roads we drive on, the lakes we swim in, and the hospitals we may have to stay in if we forget to put up those No whiplashes Allowed signs.
2: I don't think sign taxes pay for lakes. Oh, don't interrupt. He's on a roll.
1: Now... Being on fire may sound like a good thing when you are shooting some basketball hoops with your chums. But in real life, setting yourself ablaze is no joke. Being engulfed in flames makes it a lot harder to finish your chores in a timely manner, and that can really interfere with your schoolwork. That's why only 30% of children who are on fire graduate from high school.
2: That number seems a little high.
1: (laughs) So remember to follow these three easy rules. Number one. Never leave a candle burning in an unattended room. Not only will you miss out on that great candle smell, but those flames could spread and raise the temperature of the water in your aquarium. Oh no! When your parents find out that your negligence is responsible for your pet being uncomfortable, that fish won't be the only one in hot water. Number two. If you think your chair might be on fire, don't sit down on it. Don't do it. Your legs might be tired, but not as tired as you could be if your suspicions are correct. Tired of being on fire, that is. And number three, never light yourself on fire. If you remember to follow these three simple rules, then you can have a hot time without getting burned. To death in a raging inferno.
0: You probably
2: could have stopped after the getting burned. Well, that was certainly informative. I take it that was a side effect of the power of Grayskull? Side effect? What are you... Oh, I... I was doing
1: it again, wasn't I? I was... <sighs> Moralizing.
2: Uh, were you? Well, I suppose maybe a little. I barely noticed.
1: Well, would you look at the time? I'd better get this half-eaten bag of pretzels to... The other room. Duncan?
2: Oh, then I'll see you at the career fair. I'd better go talk to him. uh, About the career fair.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, listeners. I'm Merman, and this has been Garden Plot Points. Next month, our guest will be Ninjor, and we'll be talking about the special one-off episodes of Garden Plots that don't feature much in the way of gardening advice. Are those episodes a fun departure from the norm, or just an annoying self-indulgence? There's a lot to talk about, so make sure you tune in for that.
3: Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Merman is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Man at Arms is played by Jared K. Anderson. Beastman is played by Rafael Medina. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. E-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at gardenplotswithskeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at garden underscore plots, or through our website, gardenplotswithskeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com gardenplotswithskeletor. Thanks for listening.